Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We have a great show for you today with the NHL on TNT host, Liam McHugh, as well as Alexis Downey from Stadium to join me and go over all the trending topics around the NHL. So we've got that and we've got a lot more. Let's get into it. It's a hat-trick for Mika Zibanejad! Kako shoots, he scores! Kako, Kako! Let's go Rangers! Let's go Rangers! So the Rangers have won three games in a row. That game on Friday in Boston, which most people should have watched the day after Thanksgiving, was one of the best games I've seen them play probably this season. Um, That was a lot of fun, and that was a 2-2 game going to the third period that they were able to battle out and find a way to win. Huge goal from Alexi Lafreniere, great plays from Julian Gauthier. All around, just an incredible team effort. Dryden Hunt with a golden assist. Hunt has been looking pretty good on that line with Panarin and Strom. Um, Very happy to see him have some success. But the Rangers' next three games come on home ice, starting Wednesday against the Philadelphia Flyers at 7 o'clock, then Friday against the San Jose Sharks at 7 o'clock, and Saturday at home against the Chicago Blackhawks at 8 o'clock. Three games that the Rangers should definitely be able to win. It will be a lot of fun to see them carry this momentum into these home games and into this home stretch. It feels like they haven't played a lot of games on home ice lately, so it'll be great to have them back in front of the home crowd. You know, this team is just gelling so well right now, and it looks like they're having so much fun together. It's really been a lot of fun, and I think everyone who's been watching is really falling in love with this team. Uh, the Artemi Panarin glove throw in Boston at Brad Marchand was awesome. Um, you know, obviously people had their opinions about it, about how, you know, the $5,000 fine, it was it was too much, it was too little, or he should have been fined in the first place. But, you know, I think Artemi Panarin will happily eat that one up. I think he actually quoted the next day, you know, the Rangers pay me 11.6 million. So 5,000 is nothing to me. But yeah, I think the next matchup between the Rangers and Bruins will definitely be interesting. I don't know what Marchand actually said to Panarin, but I imagine there will be a lot of guys in that locker room that want to have Panarin's back. I'm going to touch on that situation a little bit more with Alexis Downey. Before I send it over to Alexis, I do want to talk about our sponsor, Blue York. For those of you who don't know yet, they are a fan-made brand that makes custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts. I've been rocking their stuff for the last six or seven months. They got great hats, great hoodies, great t-shirts that you should be able to wear at the garden or even on the road. Wherever you go to see a Ranger game, definitely go check out the imbluyork.com website and use code Johnny to get 15% off of everything on that website. That's J-O-N-N-Y, Johnny to get 15% off of the IamBlueYork.com website. Without further ado, I'm going to send it over to my friend, Alexis Downey. 
as always, I am very happy to welcome on my friend from Stadium, Alexis Downey, to go over all the trending topics around the NHL from the last week and kind of break down some of our favorite games to watch this coming week. So without further ado, Alexis, what's up? Not too much. How are you doing today, Johnny? I am fucking exhausted. So I'm letting you steal the, <laughs> I'm letting you steal the show tonight. This is all you. You gotta yeah, carry yeah. me. It's it's that kind of week, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll just jump right in and off the top of my head, the Islanders postponing games just like you thought they would be last mm-hmm. week, but they did it on Saturday. Um, and the postponement is only supposed to go until tomorrow when this episode's gonna come out. So be curious to see if they end up postponing any more of their games or not. Yeah, and uh, I know like Greg McKegg is on the COVID protocol now, so a lot of Ranger fans are like tweeting at you know the Islander Ranger uh, you know news outlets saying like, oh, was this because the Islander game last week? You know all that shit. Um, <laughs> but I, I for one am very happy that they didn't cancel uh, Wednesday night's game because it was a lot of fun to be there for a Ranger Islander game um, for the first time, and the Rangers did play really well, which was a lot of fun. So um, you know, thankfully they didn't postpone it. But uh, you know, if I'm an Islander fan, I'm thinking this is you know a little overdue. Like they were missing a lot, a lot of guys. So. Um, you know, I'd be pretty pissed off if I was Islander fan right now, but you know what? Hopefully they can get healthy and play at home again Thursday against San Jose. Yeah, it's just how you've had to roll with this season, unfortunately, and hopefully it doesn't affect too many more teams as we move into the rest of the season, but who knows what'll happen. Uh, a team that's really rolling right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, we knew they were going to be good coming into the season. Uh, they have that sort of a curse in the postseason, we'll call it. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, I mean, they look great. I, they're sitting atop, you know, the league in general with the Washington Capitals at the moment. Um, they have talent in their goal scoring and their goaltender, Jack Campbell, has been playing really well. And I remember one of the things he said coming into the season is that there is no excuses for this season. So mm-hmm. he's kind of living up to that right now, I would say. And I thought they looked really good. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And, um, you know, a lot of people were kind of criticizing Austin Matthews at the start of the year. I think he had like, you know, no goals in his first eight or nine games. And now he's finally got 10. So he's putting the puck in the net in the last 10 games. Um, you know, I don't know the exact number, but also a guy that's interesting to see too do well is John Tavares. He's been scoring a lot lately. Yeah. He's got a, got a point a game right now. And, um, you know, it kind of looked like he was on the decline for a little bit um, in his game. You know, he was a guy who was a number one overall draft pick and, you know, possibly an MVP kind of guy. Um, so it's good to see him, you know, step in and, and kind of be his, his old self in a, in a way. But yeah, no, Toronto, you know, like everyone talks about, it's great what they're doing now, but got to see what <laughs> they can do in a, in a couple months. But um, yeah, no, it's great for the league too, right? It's, it's it awesome is. to have like Matthews and Marner and all these cool young guys like doing well. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. I, lo- I love the, the Maple Leafs. So um, I'm very happy about it. Toronto's a really cool city. I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there once and I really liked it. At what age? A couple of years ago, probably like two or three years ago. So mm. I would have been what twenty two or something mm. like that. So I've only been like once or twice, but I never got to like actually like go out and like experience the city. Ah. I just went to like you know I was a kid at the hockey hall of fame and I went to like a Blue Jays <laughs> game, but uh, you know I've never gotten to actually like, experience the city of Toronto. But yeah, I've only heard amazing things. Like you know half of my teammates in college were from Toronto, so mm. um, you know I'm due for a trip there at some point. Yeah, you'll have to go for sure. And uh, I was at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's pretty cool to see, too, just in general, you know, all the history that's in there. And there's even like a little setup in the corner where you can do like a fake ESPN, like Mm -hmm. rundown. I absolutely love that, obviously. So I just remember that specifically. But 
Well, I was going to ask you, wait, I was going to ask you what, what clip did you do? Because I remember as a kid, I did the same thing at like eight years old. And I remember it being like a Matt Sundin goal. Like I remember the actual clip. Gosh, I, I can't say I remember it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's don't a good know? question. It wasn't like, it didn't stand out in my mind, whatever it was, but I do remember, um, my boyfriend was standing outside and some guy mm. walked by and he goes, wow, she's really good. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, this is what she wants to do. So awesome. do you have that video? Do you have a clip of it? I don't think I, d I had it like on a flash drive, I think, or something. I put it, I'll have to check, see if it's on yeah. my computer anywhere. <laughs> we should put it in the episode. I'd love to hear that. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a look. Um, some, some Rangers news for you though. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see it in the game, but Brad Marchand, Artemi Panarin, Throwing gloves. I mean, from what I understand, it was warranted based on there was some like Russian related insults, yeah. which is not cool. And Marshand is known to be that guy. So thought that was pretty <laughs> interesting to see trending all over uh, social media. Mm -hmm. and it also is funny to think about like, you know, what the reaction would have been if it was the other way around, like if Marshawn yeah. threw his glove at Panarin. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm like, you know, man enough to admit, like, if it was Marshawn who did that, I'd be like, what a fucking loser. Like, wow, you know, <laughs> but because it was Panarin, like, I thought it was the best thing ever. Like, Artemi Panarin's not one to like show frustration. Uh, you know, a lot of the times I know he's actually, he's fought Charlie McAvoy in the past and he's, he's thrown his gloves around a little bit, but not actually at somebody. So it was kind of kind of funny to watch. And then I thought everything after the fact was good. Like Panarin didn't really bash Marshan and Marshan didn't really, you know, say anything about the glove toss himself. He kind of just yeah. said like, we had a disagreement about Thanksgiving meal. And I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> something that we actually didn't really have planned though, that I just reminded myself of was the Brennan Lemieux, Brady Kachuk thing. Did you see that? That yes. you like yes. bit him twice and then Kachuk ripped into him after the game, which was, I guess, well-warranted. Yeah, the, certainly a Kachuk thing to do also. We kind of yeah. know that side of the family. Um, the videos of it and the memes that were coming from it were pretty funny. Yeah. But but I guess like you as a player, you have like, like I feel like that's crossing the line. Like what mm. what makes a player want to do that? Like I just don't understand. I've never <laughs> thought of biting anyone. Um <laughs> I've, I've probably done some like questionable things in my playing career, okay. but not like, not like that. I mean, I don't really, I'm trying to think like the weirdest thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I would like give someone a wet willy over biting them. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, that's a weird thing to say, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like with COVID and all that right now, yeah, probably not. I just, I just, you can't, you can't do any of that stuff. No. So, um, I, I, I did see someone was defending, uh, Lemieux following that though. I, I think, think it was Jonathan quick. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah. Which obviously you're going to defend your teammate, but mm. I just, I don't understand it. That that was, that was a weird thing to be doing, but yeah. anyway, so kind of move on to the next thing. The Calder race has been kind of not what necessarily I might've expected coming into this season. Uh, Lucas Raymond sitting at the top right now. And I will say that I did think he was going to be a big part for the Red Wings this season. They were really excited about him when they drafted him last year mm -hmm. and just to see his development to this point now. And I, he won the first month of the rookie MVP award that first month. Um, so, I mean, what is he 19 years old? It's, yeah. he's just, he's playing really well. Honestly, it's also just great to see like Detroit have an identity again. 
I feel yeah. like they kind of, you know, they got lost in the in the pile for the last like five, six years. Um, they were pretty much irrelevant. And, um, you know, having Raymond and then this kid, Marit Sider, too, who's who's been pretty good. But Raymond, I actually I never even heard of him like going into this year. I, I don't really pay really? attention to prospects. Yeah, I'm not a not an NHL prospect guy. Like, I, I don't really pay attention to the draft that much. Um, you know, I, I guess I did a little bit more when I was younger and I like, you know, knew some of the guys that were getting picked. But the last like three or four years, I haven't really paid much attention. But this is a kid that, like, you know, I literally never heard of and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. made some noise in the first couple of games. So I've been watching him a little bit. And uh, my bet actually for tomorrow night for the Action Network is the Red Wings and Bruins. So I'm going to be watching him very closely tomorrow night as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's awesome that he stepped in. He leads the team in points, too, which you never really see yeah. from a rookie. So, um, you know, it's great for the Red Wings and, and great for the league to see a young kid like that. Certainly. And last year, following the draft, my good friend, Daniela Bruce works for the Red Wings. Uh, She's Mm. a reporter. And she had specifically told me, I asked her about Raymond and she just said that they were so happy that they got him. And I think he was drafted fourth overall. So Mm. obviously really high for the Red Wings. I think one of their highest picks in a long time. So Mm -hmm. glad to see that he's making Detroit fans happy and something to cheer for in Detroit, because we know that Otherwise, they don't have too much to cheer for for their sports teams. Uh, so, but you know, there was some news today with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, a couple guys entering the COVID protocol, and Tony D'Angelo being one of them. And he's been having a great season, looking like he's really found his fit in Carolina, really. Uh, so, it's, I think that that's going to hurt them a little bit, you know, losing him for a couple games. But what do you think about him being in Carolina now after being with the Rangers? Honestly, a great find by you because I had no idea that he was put in <laughs> protocol. And I think you said Pesci also was right before. Yes. We yes. Um, so that's those are two big guys for Carolina. They'll be missing over the next couple of games. So, um, you know, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to go against Carolina. Well, I am a betting man. I'm going to go against <laughs> Carolina the next the next couple of games, though, maybe. But uh, as far as D'Angelo goes, um, Ranger fans kind of had a love hate thing with him. You know, his personality might've been a little too much, you know, away from the ice, but, um, there's no doubting that he was a good player. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person who believes in second chances and, and whatnot. So, you know, I knew he was a good player, a good guy in the league. So I'm happy he got that second chance in Carolina and, you know, he's put up 19 points. He's only three points behind John Carlson right now for the, you know, top defensive scoring and Adam Fox and Cam McCarr and Roman Yossi are the only guys ahead of him. So. Um, he's kind of putting himself in that Norris discussion, possibly. Um, you know, Carolina's been arguably the best team in the league. He's been their best producing defenseman. Um, he could be like the comeback player of the year. I don't know if they do that in the NHL, but he's my pick right now for that trophy if there is one. Yeah, we'll have to see how that how the rest of his season goes once he comes back from the protocol as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously wishing him well health-wise and hope that they're not having symptoms and all of that. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but the Minnesota wild are a team that has been doing really well. And I had a feeling coming into the season that they were going to be at the top or around the top of their division and be in mm-hmm. the conversation. I mean, they've got Kirill Kaprizov, which he's just so much fun to watch. And he had a four point night the other night in their seven to one win on Friday. And they're a great team. So are they contenders is the question. I don't know if maybe necessarily they can get to that Stanley cup, but I think that they're going to do well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a super interesting to like follow and watch them because before Kaprizov really came in, 
they didn't have much going for them like the last couple of years, right? right? Like, uh, I also saw they're going to retire Miko Koibu's number, which came out today. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if they have like many other retired numbers in like wild, you know, franchise history, but I know the North Stars probably do. But as yeah. far as the wild go, I don't know if they have a number retired. Yeah, I mean, they're still, I mean, they're not new, but they're newer. So yeah. I can't imagine that they do. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Maybe like, uh, not Gabrick. Gabrick wasn't there like long enough, but he was like the first superstar for the wild that I remember, obviously. But yeah, no, they're, they're a team that's been, been fun to watch. And that's like, you know, something I wouldn't have said probably, you know, the last yeah. four or five years or so. So uh, great for the state of hockey. You know, it's going to be really cool to see the wild in the playoffs if they can, like you said, if they can definitely maintain what they're doing right now and get there. But uh, this could be a team that could win a playoff round or even two, who knows? So I'm working right now on trying to get to the winter classic. So if I do get there, I will get to see the wild play the blues really excited because who doesn't want to go and see an outdoor game in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. We know the weather is going to be great for it. Exactly what you want for outdoor hockey. So I'm really hoping that yeah, at least for me, I'd love ask, to see, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see snow. I'd love to see like freezing cold. Like that's just, that's just what mm. I want to see in a, a winter classic. That's like my ideal way to cover it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that goes through. Is that at uh target field where the twins play or where are they playing? It it? That's where it is. It right? is. Yeah. So baseball field, that'll be kind of interesting with the seating. Mm. We'll see how it, it plays out, but outdoor games um, are awesome. You're going to love it. If you get to go, it really is. I mean, Minnesota in January, you couldn't pay me to do it, but you'll have a great, I mean, you're a Midwestern girl, so you can kind of deal with the cold. Yep. Um, it, was, it was like 45 degrees in New York today. And I was like, fuck my life. It's freezing. I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't bother me. I, I like to ski. I like all the outdoor winter activities. So mm. Definitely would love for it to be like that, but is there a blues wild rivalry? Is that like a thing? It kind of almost seems like it, but I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. Cause I yeah. usually feel like they pair it up like in somewhat of a rivalry. I didn't know if that was like a thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe a little bit. I mean, there are two like good teams this year for the most part. So yeah. it might turn out to be one. And they, I know that the, I talked to some people over the weekend that were from Minneapolis and they were saying how excited everyone is to have a outdoor game up in Minneapolis this year. So mm-hmm. I know that there's going to be a buzz around the city either way. Yeah. That'll um, be awesome. Yeah. So that kind of wraps it up for all the news this week and brings us to our best bets. Johnny, do you want to take it away? Uh, yeah, I'll start us <laughs> off. We, we can kind of go like, you know, one each, maybe if you want to do okay. that instead yeah. of like listing off our three. Um, the first one I got my eyes on, I have two on Wednesday night, so I don't know if that interferes with you, but I'll just give you my first. And that's a team we talked about already. The Toronto Maple Leafs home against the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Avalanche have been, you know, they've been the Stanley Cup favorites since the start of the year, but they had that weird start with McKinnon, um, having COVID, I think, and, you know, a lot of injuries. So they're finally getting back to full health. Cal McCarr looks great. Um, their goaltending has been a little iffy with Darcy Kemper, but, this is an avalanche team that is an absolute wagon. I think Nazem Kadri is also like fifth in the league in points, which is like is not being talked about, which has been crazy. Um, mm-hmm. He's playing against his old team in Toronto. Should be a great matchup. Should be a really fun matchup. And maybe, you know, the pot could be stirred a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> well, I, two of my games are actually tomorrow night. So okay. 
I'll start with one of them. The Caps are playing the Panthers. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a great game. Um, And it's going to be in Florida. The Caps are on a three-game win streak right now, and they beat Florida on Friday. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe the Panthers are going to turn around and beat them because they lost to them, you know, not too long ago. So I'm going to go with the Panthers on that game tomorrow night. I should have added that I think Colorado's going to win. I didn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> um, but also I feel like, I feel like the Panthers and Caps have played each other like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It seems like it. It does. And I don't I, know why. I feel like their colors and stuff are like all similar. So maybe it's just like that East coast vibe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Something know, like that. Go into your, your second one. We'll do like a second second. one, Nashville and the predators and the blue jackets. I don't know. Kind of stood out to me. Really? Uh, yeah, you know the Preds are <laughs> the Preds are like okay, and the Blue Jackets aren't playing great right now. But yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to Nashville in a couple weekends, so I'm going to pick Very the cool. Predators for this one. So. Very cool. That's that's a great city. I don't know if you're in, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. You should, are you see a game? No, uh, they're playing Colorado when I land, but oh. I'm hoping to meet up with some some media or players. Not sure yet. It's in the works. Yeah, that'd be cool. I guess my second matchup is also on Wednesday night, NHL on TNT. Got to give a shout out to Liam McHugh, the guest on the show today. Penguins at the Edmonton Oilers. And I think anytime Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are on national TV, must watch game. So I will never, ever, ever bet against the Oilers. That's like the one rule I have this year to never do so. Um, so I think the Oilers win this one probably in regulation. Pittsburgh's been a very iffy team this year, and Tristan Jari has not proven himself to me. <laughs> um, but Crosby's back. I think Malkin's on his way back. I don't think he's going to play. But, um, you know, it's kind of old versus the new, Crosby versus McDavid. So it'll be really cool to watch. Good game. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, and it's been interesting. The news came out today. The Penguins officially sold to the Fenway Sports, yeah. Sports Group. Sports mm-hmm. group, I think is what it is mm-hmm. for $900 million. That's insane, but yeah. be interesting to see where they take the organization, what direction they go with that. Uh, so my, my last pick of the week is the blues and lightning on Thursday and mm-hmm. in Tampa, um, you know, they're, they're playing tomorrow night. So I think it's kind of a little contingent on how tomorrow night goes Tuesday night. Um, and the blues had a little bit of a skid around Thanksgiving. They didn't play very well, but they beat Columbus on Saturday. So I think if they, if they lose tomorrow night, I think they have a chance to beat Tampa in Tampa on Thursday. I think it's going to be a split split between the two. Yeah. The blues have been a really big surprise. Honestly, I mean, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be a surprise because they won the cup two years ago, but they looked really good this year and they've been a lot of yeah. fun to watch and it's been hard yeah. to watch Buchnevich on the blues, but. <laughs> he, looks, he looks great, honestly. I think he has like six or seven goals or so already. So, uh, you know, good for him. Happy he's uh, having success. But, yeah, they're definitely a fun team to watch. Um, my last game, my third game, is going to be Thursday night. I'm actually going again. It's like my third time at UBS Arena already this year. But I'm going to see an old college friend of mine, Mario Ferraro, and the San Jose Sharks against the Islanders, who should be fully healthy for the first time in a very long time. Um, I guess maybe not fully healthy, but their COVID guys will be back in the lineup. Um, I think they're on a nine game skid or eight game skid. Do you know, do you know the number? Mm. It's one of those eight or nine, but I think the Islanders plow to win on home ice against San Jose. And I'm going to bet that one. All right. Well, hopefully they do for your sake. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I think that wraps it up for uh, this week's NHL recap with Alexis. Um, Any final thoughts before we send it over to Liam McHugh? 
No, I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you for joining as always. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Johnny. This week, I'm very happy to welcome back to the show, the host of NHL on TNT. And now my friend, Liam McHugh. Liam, what's going on? It's uh, great to talk to you, man. It's uh, good to be introduced as a friend. And I'm getting used to being introduced uh, as the NHL on TNT. So yeah. it, it sounds good. Definitely has a nice ring to it. And and first off, let me just say, you know, since you came on, I think this summer, this past summer, it's been, you know, so much more fun, like watching you on TV now that I, you know, kind of know you and know your personality and I could, you know, kind of feel the vibe behind your tweets too, which is, which is nice. No, I appreciate it, man. It, it, it's been kind of a liberating experience to you mm. know, get to show, showcase personality a little bit more. Uh, and just go out there and have fun. I mean, uh, I love what we used to do at uh, NBC. It was a little bit more news oriented though. And uh, this feels like, hey, you got a group of guys watching the game. Uh, this is the group you'd like to sit at a bar with, sit on the couch with. And uh, I'm hoping we just keep that rolling. Yeah, it seems like you kind of have, uh, you know, a newfound love for the game. I don't know if that's like a genuine thing or do you, do you feel that way? I mean, it looks like it, you know, on TV at least. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways, yeah, I, I have a little bit more energy just doing the job, I think. And, and mm-hmm. part of that is uh, part of that is that like, you know, new kid in school. Uh, energy that you get, you know, or everyone's trying to feel things out and everything's different and everything's great. Uh, but part of that just is the, I think the Turner vibe, which is, yeah. you know, if you're having fun there, the people at home are going to be having fun too. And it's genuine, you know, it's a lot more conversational. We get to dig into topics a little bit more. It's not as fast paced where it's just like, hit this, hit this, hit this, and then move on. So I am enjoying a lot more. Plus, you know, while I love covering a variety of sports and I did get to do that at NBC, it's been nice to focus. It, mm-hmm. it really has been nice to just be able to focus on hockey. Uh, I used to spend my falls, you know, running from uh, stadium to stadium during the NFL season and then trying to get hockey in there as well. This has been great where, uh, you know, now I'm on a text chain with the guys I work with, which mm-hmm. is bizarre because I'm on a text yeah. chain with Wayne Gretzky. And like he's hit me up midweek about things that he's seen from, uh, you know, from around the league, things going on in his life. And everyone's back and forth. And it feels more like, uh, a bunch of guys, you know, a little bit more of a locker room atmosphere, laid back. And then we get in the studio and we have a lot of fun. So this mm-hmm. has been a tremendous move for me. Did Hank get added to that group chat yet or no? Because I know he's making his debut tonight. He has, he has not been added to the group chat. <laughs> not yet. Uh, I suspect that uh, by this time tomorrow, uh, he'll be on there. Uh, I, I've been uh, I've been back and forth with him. He's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I couldn't be more excited to have this guy on. Yeah, I think it's cool to have obviously a legendary ranger a guy's gonna be a future hall of famer but also just getting a goalie on uh you know we have that demo area i want to get yep. him in there i want these guys listen we've had in the demo and the guys can't hit the net so he's gonna have to <laughs> yeah. uh but i just i want to get a different perspective and there's nothing like having let's just be honest one of the coolest most stylish athletes you know that i've ever seen and just mm-hmm. getting a very uh a different different train of thought from him going forward do you have a relationship with him, you know, prior to this? Have you like ever interviewed him or just like kind of chatted with him before? You know, I, I haven't. It's been weird. I mean, we spoke over, uh, we spoke a few days ago over the phone and, you know, it's bizarre. He's got such, you know, this very recognizable voice. Yeah. And As do uh, you. But, you know, yeah, well, it's funny because like I've been watching him for years and then you realize you're like, oh, this guy's been watching our show. And like mm-hmm. you feel in some ways like you know each other. Yeah. Uh, so there's some sort of instant comfort. I remember a few years ago, I... It was probably like five years ago, I met Patrick Kane 
but I've been talking about Patrick Kane for, you know, six years on national TV prior to that. Mm-hmm. And he walked in and it was weird. Like we were in the middle of a conversation as if like we did know each other. So there, there is a comfort level. Uh, it's not that way with everyone, but it, it has been that way so far with Hank and, uh, it's it's strange, but uh, I'm not going to question it, and I'm going to keep it going. And uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to. He knows Biz, so he's going to be out with Biz. He doesn't really know Rick Tockett, um, mm-hmm. so I'm always interested in see how the chemistry goes. But uh, you know, we'll see. I guess it's kind of a funny thing to talk about too. Like I don't know, it just like kind of clicked in my head. But you know, when I'm in my social circle and I know someone knows me and they know I know them, I still like walk up and like introduce myself. Do you kind of feel the same way? Like, did you walk up to Patrick Kane and be like, "Hey, I'm Liam"? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like, you get like halfway there, you're like kind of like, "Hey, nice to meet." And he's like, "Yeah," he, he sort of made it yeah. easy. Uh, but I'm still well to that point. I'm still texting uh, Henrik uh-huh. uh, and saying at the end like you know, dash Liam, <laughs> just in case like I haven't made it into his contact. List yeah. Yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he either doesn't have me in his contact list and appreciates that or mm-hmm. thinks I'm like a 70 year old man texting who yeah. has to leave his name at the end of it at the end. And he's just like, all right, this guy's old and doesn't know how to use technology. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that we, we will, you know, take the next level in our relationship, and I will mm. no longer have to put my name in those texts. You're like the Jokic brothers when they joined Twitter. I don't know if you saw that story. Nikola, <laughs> Nikola Jokic uh, in the NBA? Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I could use a team like that on my, my social <laughs> media department. So, yeah. yeah, his brothers made a Twitter to like chirp the Mark Marcus Morris and uh, his brother, <laughs> and every tweet they would send out, they would dash Jokic brothers. Jokic brothers, but their, but their account was Jokic brothers. It's right there on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm that guy essentially now uh-huh. in, in our text relationship. Yeah. That's that's so funny, and I know it's a uh, it's a game day for you. We're recording on Thanksgiving Eve. This probably won't come out till Monday. Um, you know, what do you kind of do anything differently to prepare for TNT as opposed to what you were doing for NBC? I'll look for things, especially like Henrik. Uh, he's coming on the show. He's different uh, to the show. He's new. And I want him to be instantly comfortable. Um, mm. And for us, I think getting someone comfortable means like just throwing something at them and seeing how they react. So I spent the last few days just like scouring the internet for like strange, funny, odd Henrik Lundqvist things. You uh-huh. know, uh, like I, I probably have a very bizarre like search history right now. <laughs> but like, uh, and I'm, you know, my wife's like, what, why are you on YouTube? Just looking for like bizarre. And I'm like, just trust me. I was like, this is a real job. They pay me. I, mm-hmm. I, I have to do this. Uh, so there's that, uh, this is a different week though. I mean, cause you know, usually it's our game and then maybe there's one or two other games on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. This is 14 games on a Wednesday night, night before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit less prep and a little bit more, like, let's see what happens and then react. Um, and I think there's always that big conversation that people have right around Thanksgiving, which is who's in, who's out at this time, because we're you know, just about between 20, 25% of the season. And it, you know, since 2000, it's been a fairly accurate indicator of teams that are going to make the playoffs. Obviously it's not hundred percent. I think it's like 75 to 77%. If you're in now, there's a good chance that you're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I just like the idea of at the end of this, I want the guys to find one team that's in that they know is not going to be in. I want them to find one team that's out that they know in their heart is going to be in the playoffs. Um, Because to me, that's a big conversation that we can keep going throughout the next few months. So it's a different level of prep for this one. Uh, It's been a lot more Austin Matthews based because we have been, and I love the idea that the night before Thanksgiving, we get to put the best young American player on TV. 
Um, you know, I think this guy along with David, you know, this is the Crosby Ovechkin face of the league going mm. forward, really, for the next 10 years. So uh, I'm, I'm excited that we got him. Do they have a Thanksgiving meal prep for you guys on set tonight? I feel like that's kind of be a thing. They better. Uh, <laughs> I would assume so. they take good, they take really good care of us. Uh-huh. But you know that's fine because I'm I'm really worried about like what I eat uh, when I go on air because fair enough. Uh, obviously, like like I don't do well with all types of sushi. So like I'm okay. watching the guys devour it. I'm like you know I think I'll take that gamble at home. Maybe uh-huh. not like five minutes before I go on national TV. Uh, you know someone brings in a huge bunch of barbecue. It looks fantastic. I don't really need a nap, you know, an hour later uh, mm. while I'm trying to get ready to go on TV. So I don't know if turkey and tryptophan is really what I'm looking for before I go on air. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm sure they have something for us. I mean, listen, you know, these are still former professional athletes. They're going to get pampered. Yeah. They're going to get taken care of. And I just ride their coattails and get whatever scraps they leave over. Uh-huh. Speaking of food, I, I didn't really, you know, have this question intended. I'm a big <laughs> NBA fan, big Knicks fan. And, uh, you know, obviously the story last year, I guess, you know, almost two years ago in the NBA bubble was Lou Williams and, and the Magic City Wings in, in Atlanta. Have you had the wings yet? <laughs> I have not. I, have not. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know if I'm like the uh, the lame adult in the group that maybe like doesn't get asked out after the show. <laughs> like, we'll see you next week growing up. Uh-huh. You put the show together. We'll be the guys who have fun. But uh, I don't know what the guys do after shows. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the wings, but I definitely haven't been invited either. So uh, not yet. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a middle-aged guy from the suburbs, and I'm extraordinarily boring. Yeah, I don't know. You see, you definitely aren't that boring. I, you got to give yourself some credit. Well, thank you. I'm going to use that as probably my new Twitter bio. You're definitely not. That <laughs> You're definitely not that boring. Yeah, I could have I could have worded that way better for sure. Um, I actually I want to run a content idea by you for TNT. All right. So I, I like I said, I'm a big basketball fan. I loved when you guys had Charles on. I thought that was awesome. Um, how kind of funny would it be? Maybe like an April Fool's thing. If you guys had the NBA, you know, on TNT crew call a hockey game and you guys call an NBA game. How do you think that would go over? I'd love it. Uh, I, I would uh, I would pay to watch the NBA guys uh-huh. do the NHL, um, and I, I'd love to see how much Charles dominates that and doesn't allow anyone else to speak um, because he he will sit there and say I watch all these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing better than Charles saying that during the NBA playoffs a few years ago that someone said, "Oh, you're not even watching the game." He goes, "No, no, I'm watching the NHL game. It's a lot better." <laughs> uh, but I do. I would love to hear our hockey guys talk basketball because mm. uh, I think for a few of them, I, I just want to see how badly they butcher basic terminology. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I remember doing the Olympics uh, in Rio a few years ago and I was uh, teamed up with Rebecca Lowe, who does all the premier league coverage at uh, NBC. She was fin- finishing her shift. I was beginning and, you know, we we're talking about what's coming up and there's basketball. And she said, well, I really hope you enjoy the match out there today. And I said, that's the best. That yeah. is, uh, and I feel like it would be a lot like that. Uh, so it would be, you know, the difference is for the play-by-play guys, we have Kenny Albert. Mm-hmm. So Kenny's yeah, he's no the best of everything. What's like Kenny, yeah. it's like any sport, any day, any time, any state, it doesn't make a difference. Kenny will be there and he will crush it mm-hmm. uh, for everyone else it could be quite an interesting journey, but, uh, Hey, listen, if I pitch it and it happens, uh, I'm going to cut you in. So, yeah. I just imagine <laughs> like, you know, uh, 
I, I, I guess I think of biz like right away. I imagine like, you know, a point guard in the NBA trying to get the ball into the post like a big man and, and biz saying like, get, get the ball in deep, you know, like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that like you could have the NBA guys in our demo area Yeah, and I just want Shaq in goal. Yeah. That's it. I uh-huh. want to see what Shaq in goal looks like. And you know, is there any room at all to shoot that puck? Well, Shaq's getting into hockey. I, I went to UBS for the home opener. I didn't get to try the uh, the big chicken because um, everyone that's where everyone was. Like that was the big draw at uh, the Islanders opening night. Everyone wanted to try Shaq's or Shaq Shaq's chicken sandwich. I said Shaq. Um, you know, he, he was a big hit, or I guess that was a big hit. I'm going actually tonight. I don't know if you had a chance to see UBS yet, or if you're going to be in attendance anytime soon. I I haven't gone yet. Uh, I'm definitely planning on going pretty soon. Um, yeah, definitely in the next month. Uh, I, I'm excited to get there. A lot of friends of mine have gone. Uh, they loved it. You know, they uh, it's state of the art. It's everything that's advertised. It's it's beautiful. It feels like home too, which is you know always a, a difficult thing when you're going from sort of uh, we all know the Nassau Coliseum yeah. wasn't like state of the art arena, but it was home. You know, mm-hmm. and it was loud, and to have that run that you had at the very end of it, where you know you almost reached the Stanley Cup final, and it was such a magical moment. Uh, to play in those playoff series, to beat the Bruins, to play you know seven game series against Tampa Bay Lightning, this felt like home to people. And I uh, I don't want to hear about traffic. I don't want to hear about parking issues. Like this is New York. Yeah. It's Long Island. There's yeah. going to be traffic. There's going to be parking issues. It's just the way it goes. Uh, the problem right now isn't the arena. The problem right now is you know are the Islanders going to win games yeah. and are they going to be healthy and are they you know going to get past. COVID going to get past injuries and get back in a division where the Rangers are doing very well. And everyone else is playing about where you think they'd be playing mm-hmm. except for the Islanders. That's, that's a unbelievably stout division and to fall behind like the Islanders have, I don't know if you can call your way back out of this. Even the devils too. The devils have been playing great. Yeah. Devils blue jackets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that, that, that only complicates things. There's no, mm-hmm. like, it's not like last year where, like, you find the teams at the bottom of your division, you pick on them. Uh, it, it's just not there. Uh, but I don't know. Did you uh, did you enjoy I mean, you're, listen, you're a spoiled Rangers fan who's gotten yeah. to go to the Garden for uh, his whole uh, life and his whole fandom. What mm-hmm. did you think? What do you think of UBS? I would compare it to, like, maybe a transition period from, like, a New Yorker moving to Florida where, like, it kind of felt like a vacation. You know, it didn't really seem, okay. like, an, didn't seem like an Islander's home because it's, it's really, like – so it's so incredible. Like it really is. Yeah. I, honestly, like I got there at like five o'clock and tried to see everything and I couldn't even get to everything. Like that's how big and, and cool it really is. It was just like one big party. Um, you know, it, it was awesome. It didn't stink like beer and cigarettes. Like, no, definitely not. At the end of the Coliseum. Yeah. But unlike Florida, there were a lot of people. Yeah. And, and you didn't that, miss an entire period trying to take a piss, which was nice. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw that they had some sort of like coordinated flush to make sure all that. <laughs> yeah all the toilets worked properly. Uh, it, it, you know, that alone, when I took my boys to the Coliseum, like that was the one I warned them about language. Uh, I was like, you're going to hear words you've never heard before. And then I warned them like, Hey, listen, we got to go to the bathroom now. Uh-huh. I said, and just be careful with your water intake because this is going <laughs> to be a process here. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's a nice relief. Yeah, no, definitely. And I guess speaking of your boys, they've been able to watch on TV at all. Cause I know, I know biz did drop an asshole once. He did. He sure did. Uh, and I, that was the night before Veterans Day. So it was like the one time that my kids got to stay up. Oh, God. Uh, and watch like the pregame show. So my wife sent the text during the show. She was like, well, thanks for that. Thanks for uh, uh-huh. you know, bringing them on. 
Uh, she goes, <laughs> all right, we got to change town. We got to go now. What, what, what do you say? And that's like, well, they weren't interested before. Now it's like all they're interested. Like, what do you say? I missed it. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Biz is a role model to my children and mm-hmm. uh, teaching them many things that they didn't know before. But they're watching and they're into it. You know, uh, I just think they're at that age right now where it's like you watch five minutes of sports and what you want to do is go out and then play that sport. Mm-hmm. Like You don't have the time to keep watching. So I, I guess I, I want to go into uh, overtime because I know you're a big advocate for the three-on-three overtime. You're always tweeting when overtime's yeah. happening. Do you want the shootout to be taken out of the game or are you a fan of it still? I know we had that sick rangers devil shootout a couple weeks ago, which was awesome, but I don't know. There's nothing better than that three-on-three overtime. There's nothing better than that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the shootout. The funny thing is like I, I tweeted out uh, a few weeks ago and like the shootout that followed uh, in one of the games I tweeted out about was actually excellent. Um, and but it's it 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 often is so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um and I have a few problems though with three and three overtime. I obviously have a problem with the idea that you can take a penalty late in it. Um and basically there's no repercussion. Yeah. Um I, I have an issue with that. So the idea of like extending it when there's a penalty, to me there has to be I, I want to find something to be able to be able to rectify that situation. The problem, of course, is like, could you just keep extending it? by people mm. continuing to take penalties. And I get that there's a never ending cycle there. The, the, to me, there has to be a way to fix that. Uh, three on three is to me riveting, but it's also non-specific to hockey fans riveting. Like you can have people who don't, who just like sports, but don't love hockey, turn on three and three overtime and can fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the shootout does that. I don't think it does that at all. Yeah. So I love, I love it. I'd love to see more of it. I'd love to see a whole lot less of the shootout. Uh, and I love that. You know, I also like the teams are going for it. Cause there's, there was this phase here with three on three overtime where it's like, maybe if you're not that good at it, you can hold the puck and skate it around and you can make it boring. I'm not seeing that as much this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm glad because if you're coaching the fun out of three on three overtime, I don't want you coaching my team. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hey, like hey, I, I want, I want to win. I want to be entertained. Are you familiar with lacrosse rules at all? Uh, a little bit. My kids are starting to play, but uh, Long the, Island boys—they better. Yeah. So, well, they're yeah, yeah. They, well, we, we live in a town where it's like you're given a stick once you uh, get the zip code. Mm. So, Garden City, yeah. right? I am Garden yeah. City. So you like they're obligated by law at this point to play lacrosse. But uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a different way to end that game, right? With like the the one on Braveheart. Situation. Yeah. 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 Uh, I kind of like that too. It, it's it's cool. It's fun. Uh, I just I don't know. I, I'm right now. Like, I don't think there's any reason to change something that works so well. Yeah. To me, it's just give me a little bit more of it. Um, and I don't think that's asking too much. Three on three is fantastic. I think if you ask Keith Jones, he'd tell you go to the shootout. And then he'd tell you, like, after two overtimes in uh, the playoffs, go to a shootout, too, because Ooh. it's getting late and we're getting tired. And, that's fair. Uh, but I think that's like three, you know, he's like three rounds into doing triple overtime games. And he's like, ah, just, you know, but I will say this, like. Uh, they told me they're going to like start doing some, uh, you're fine. Tests <laughs> I, I don't know if I have to evacuate the building, but I think I'm all right. We're doing the annual testing of the fire alarm system. It will be only a test. I repeat, we're doing the annual testing. Of Apparently the I'm safe. It's just Day a in the life of, uh, you know, yes. on TNT. Go. Yeah. Got to stay safe at all times. You're looking live. So, yeah. Um, that's funny though. I was like, you know, I've been to like a lot of hockey tournaments, you know, in my day where, they did like five minutes of five on five, then like four minutes of four on four, three minutes of three on three, two minutes, two on one, you know, two on two, one minute, one on one. 
And that'd be kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I really do. I, I, to me, I don't know. It's interesting for the fans. It gets a little bit more intense as you go. And I just love the open ice. And I love, I mean, listen, I go back to that Rangers uh, Leafs game and it was just wild so and up and down. And I mean, there was nothing better than that. It was the best mm-hmm. few minutes of sports I've seen this entire fall. So let's embrace that. The winning goal was so like anticlimactic too with the Panarin shot. It was. it was such a weak one. It was a muffin. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, considering all the saves that were made throughout yeah. that by both goalies, like it, it was odd that that one stuck through, but, uh, but the, yeah, but nothing topped. It was, it was pure adrenaline. I mean, mm-hmm. why would you not want that? Yeah. No, I guess let's talk Rangers for a little bit too. Do you think they can sustain this incredible start they've had? I, I, I think it's going to be difficult just because I think there are teams that are going to play a little bit better. Yeah. Um, uh, the Islanders hopefully should be one of those teams that plays better. They're built to play better. Um, and maybe some of the older guys on the team are playing their way into shape. I don't know. I mean, COVID certainly didn't help that for a lot of them. I would suspect that Pittsburgh is going to be a little bit better going forward too. Malkin's starting mm-hmm. to skate. Uh, he looks like he's on his way back. You get Malkin, you get Crosby, you get Crosby playing a little bit better. It, it's not going to be easy, but I, I think the Rangers feel like a playoff team. Uh, I really do. Uh, you can't get off to this how to start. I don't see them imploding. I think they are a playoff team. And a big part of it is they get, here we go. <laughs> uh, maybe the best young defenseman in the league alongside Cal McCarr. They have your attention. They have your attention. We are testing the fire alarm system. I repeat, we are this testing the fire alarm system. This is how you get the ratings. Right? What are you we're trying to pregame nap? What do you do? Fire alarm system. Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, they're gonna wake you up. Uh, uh, we need uh, we need to figure out a fire drill situation. Yeah, TNT going forward. Uh, so I don't know, man. Um, but no, I, I think the Rangers. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they continue at this rate, but I think they get in. I could see them being, you know, third in the division, be a wild card team, and uh, I, I really like their goaltending. Mm-hmm. So you know, why not? Why not at this point get in, make a run, and. Uh, and as we've talked about in the past, like if you can get in and get in the playoffs, and at that moment, Sabanajad is hot. Yeah. Because when he's hot, he goes on a tear. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe you make mm-hmm. a deep run. No, I completely agree. Actually, speaking of playoffs, too, are there going to be more TNT broadcasts during the playoffs? Is that something that's been talked about yet? I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we're in a split with ESPN, yeah. and, uh, but we'll have, we'll be on obviously a lot more than we are now. In fact, in the huh. spring, we're going to be on board as well. Like we're okay. going to add games on the weekends. We're going to do more double headers on Wednesdays rather than just a late game. And then that's going to ramp up at the end of the season. So, you know, we'll hit that March, April, a little bit different this year because of the Olympic break, but we'll hit mm-hmm. that stretch run a little bit stronger. And then we're in the playoffs. We'll be doing uh, yeah, a lot more broadcasts, a lot more games, and I'll get a lot more used to being in Atlanta. Yeah. So, Definitely gonna be a lot of fun hearing you guys talk about, uh, you know, an over playoff overtime game in between periods. That'd be really cool. It's something I look forward to. Yeah, no, it should be great. I think Tox, you have some great stories about so Ace. Uh, Biz will be, uh, Biz is always fantastic because mm-hmm. the greatest thing about him is I can throw any question at him and I have no idea. <laughs> like, not even remotely do I know where he's going to go with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to these guys. This is just a little appetizer right now. So, what's that Michael Scott quote? I don't know if you're a novice fan. It's like, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, I start a sentence, I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's that's, that's a pretty good one for Biz. Um, <laughs> and what's great is I can see everybody's face, even when Biz is on like a single shot, and I can mm-hmm. look over Talk, and he's just got this grin on his face. Yeah. Like 
I thought I knew where he was going, but my <laughs> God, where is this going to end? And are we going to, are we going to have to apologize for it in some way in a few mm. seconds? What are the commercial breaks like? It's got to be so much fun. It's, it's fantastic because like uh -huh. it, whatever dig got in at the end, right before commercial break, uh, it just continues. It continues until we're back. And the hard part for me is I, I don't really like to let them know exactly what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. the, you know, before we go on, like, I think they have a framework. Okay. Um, but so, but it's so awkward because like you're sitting there at the desk and everyone's just kind of looking at you and they're like, so, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, we'll talk about some hockey. Like, yeah. like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll get to it. You'll be fine. Um, but yeah, whatever chirp happened, that chirp just escalates mm -hmm. until essentially someone starts counting me down like five, four, and then the language hopefully gets cleaned up and we can go on the air. It's so funny too, because it really is just like hockey culture. Like you're saying, you kind of have like the game plan written down. Like every college coach has the practice plan. And as soon as they step on the ice and that practice plan is like posted on the boards, immediately all the players like pretend to like stick handle by the boards and like see what we have for practice that day. In case there's like a bag skate at the end, you want to kind of conserve energy. So it's kind of yep. funny to think about. That's, that's really Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think if someone's got like a big line, they like walk uh -huh. over at the right time. But uh, for me, I mean, I used to have a job where I felt like, uh, all right, keep it on the rails, keep it on the rails. Now it's like, uh, I may steer this thing off the rails myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the view is much better, we're going to keep it here. So I'm no, I'm no longer trying to keep it on the road, keep it on the rails. I'm basically just trying to keep it moving at yeah. this point. Just don't stop. And if we can keep moving, keep having fun, I, I don't care where, the, where it goes. Like whatever is most interesting, that's conversation. Yeah, that's really cool. It's, it's really been so fun to watch, just like genuinely as a hockey fan and you know, like I said, like having to know you now, it's, it's really a lot of fun. I feel like I'm like a part of it in a weird way. So you guys are doing no, like, and that's kind of how I, I would say, like, to your point about like more energy and more enjoyment, yeah. job, I kind of feel that way. I feel a connection to the sport and to the fans and to people who work in the sport, you know, who mm -hmm. do podcasts, who do radio. I, I feel a different level of connection this year than I probably did in the past. And mm -hmm. Uh, it's be, you know, it's because I'm not doing probably 12 things at once. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'm finding that like, like I thoroughly enjoy it. It's almost be, uh, it's a very pleasant surprise how much I'm embracing and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And have you like listened kind of to, you know, feedback, I guess, from fans? Is there any like, like true notes you've gotten on like what to do better or what, you know, work that didn't work? I, I remember there was... It might, it might have been the first night, I think. It was really awkward when I think the Capitals scored like two goals while Gretzky was talking. That was really awkward. <laughs> it's funny. It's like little things like that, and they come back with like small notes. You yeah. know? Uh, and the nice thing is no one gets too worked up. It's, mm -hmm. But yeah, they're, they're definitely like uh, talking to the guys because two of them have never been on TV before. They're mm -hmm. on the panel. Three of them, if you include Gretzky, uh, in terms of like you know being on a, a, a TV show. Like obviously Biz does podcast. Uh, and Taco's coach. So there are things like, hey, you know, uh, when the producer's in your ear and says like 15 seconds, like, like that's real. Like that's a 15 yeah. second count. <laughs> like you can finish your thought. That's cool. You shouldn't shut up. Like we can, you know, have that bleed over. But don't ask someone to tell a 15 minute story with 15 mm -hmm. seconds left. Um, like, oh, you had that cool story you should tell her right now. And like that's happened a couple of times where I look at that and like, I'm like, in what world are we living that you yeah. think you can get that story in now? Uh, so there's a little bit of feedback there, but I also think people like the raw energy of it. Mm -hmm. And if we can laugh at ourselves with our own mistakes and our own hiccups, uh, that's fine. And we're willing to try anything. That's the cool thing about Turner. They're like, hey, we'll try something that no one else is going to try. If it fails, it fails. Um, but if it's great, hey, we're going to be pretty happy we at least gave it a shot. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, I actually have no background in TV, so I, I'm kind of curious how, 
because you know I'm used to podcasting and stuff where like nobody has like a turn to talk. So there's someone in your ear saying like, Anson, you're up, Biz, you're up, talk, you're up. Is that kind of how it how it goes? To some extent, I mean, I, I basically I sort of dictate the flow of the conversation. Uh -huh. um, but I've also told the guys that you know don't wait for me to prompt you. Um, okay. You know, I may start the conversation and get it to one person. I said, but if you've heard something and it sparks something in your mind and you want to, or you just disagree or want to add something, I said, you shouldn't wait for me. And they don't now, which is great because mm -hmm. I want it to be organic. I want it to be a little more conversational. Um, so if there's a producer who's talking, the producer is mainly talking to me okay. um, and not to the other guys. So, and it's, it, it's a light touch because I want to hear what they're saying and I want to move things along. But for the most part, I just want to hear it. I want to react to it. And, um, I want them to feel like in a way they're partially in control of what's happening out there. Mm -hmm. If there's something they substantial, they really want to talk about, they should be able to jump in, say it, and it's going to be make for a much, much better conversation rather than you speak, you speak, you speak, everyone address the camera mm -hmm. or run some video and then move on. No, I, I want genuine spontaneity. And I think we're getting it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's gotten better and better each week, you know, from what I've seen and, um, you know, just to kind of wrap it up, I know we're getting close on time here. Uh, you know, I know you're kind of a big Jersey guy. Last time you came on here, we talked about, you know, home white jerseys again, maybe going back. To yeah. That. But, yeah. you know, we've seen the Devils and now Team USA. And the only team that's really gotten it right lately is the Coyotes. That's like the only thing they've got going for them <laughs> yeah. right now is their jerseys. So, I mean, is there like another franchise you'd like to see kind of throw it back or just overall, like a more classic look in, in general for the entire NHL? I like, I have to say, I mean, I like a lot of the classic looks. I don't mind a lot of the newer, like, Olympic jerseys that we're seeing. I don't have, like, yeah. like deep, strong opinions that, like, people got it horribly wrong, <laughs> yeah. which I guess is good in uh -huh. a way. Cause, but to me, it also means, like, uh, like are you going for it? You know, mm -hmm. I, I would like to say that being said, the jersey one is, is hysterical. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I'm, I love that it's there just because it's great. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, someone went through and, like, either – thought this was a great like inside joke or like, or thought that this was just a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it very much looks like the type of Jersey, like if you're driving on I-95 and you stop at like one of those rest stops in Jersey, um, like it feels like you could pick one of those up there. Like it, mm -hmm. it's got that feel to it, but whatever, man, it's your third Jersey. Who yeah. cares? Uh, I like the classic looks. Uh, yeah. And I, I would say that goes for the Olympics as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I really do. I like that 1980 classic look. Um, to me, that's cool. Um, and these ones, I don't mind. I, I just feel like the U.S. jersey looks like a soccer jersey. It looks yeah. like a goalie soccer jersey. And um, so to me, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see someone take some risks because the problem is, you know, the great thing is if you take a risk, something awesome might happen. And if it doesn't happen, then we all get a good laugh at it. So, yeah. you know, go out there, take a risk. Well, that's the one thing I said, actually, on the last episode of this show, that the Devil's social media team, like, honestly, is one of the best out there. Like, you know, they always roast uh, opposing teams' fans and stuff. And then, you know, they came out with that picture of the hat that says hat on it. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that was great. I said, like, you know, if they come out with a pair of joggers that say joggers or pants on it, I'll buy the matching set. I'll get a Hughes jersey with the hat and the pants. <laughs> that's what you want. You want, like, yeah. listen, we're in on it. We're self-aware. Like, we mm -hmm. didn't put this out there and realize that it wasn't you know, that did not say Jersey on a Jersey. Uh, <laughs> no, I love that. It's, it's, it's cool. It's something that people are talking about. Mm. You remember, and you know, what? people are going to buy it. Like people are going to buy that Jersey. Um, and I think non Jersey, non devils fans are going to want to buy that Jersey just because they want to have it. 
It's like funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> simply right. as a troll. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so in a way, like they won because that they won simply because we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a good point. I mean, you know, God knows what we'll think when they actually wear it. I'm sure that might be a, <laughs> yeah, a tough yeah. a tough night for the devil's mentions on Twitter, but um, you know, it'll all be in good fun, I'm sure. But Liam, I want to thank you again so much, especially, you know, coming on on a game day. Um, it's gonna be fun. To, actually, I won't be watching you tonight. I'll be at the Island Range game, but I'm sure I'll catch some highlights on, well, uh, on listen, Twitter. You can DVR. You can watch it when you get home. Actually, <laughs> we're on after that game, so there you go. You oh, you are? Yes, we are late. We have uh, the game for Bella. So there you go. Listen, there you, you go. Best of both worlds. All right. Yeah. Listen, appreciate you having me on. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I want to thank Liam McHugh once again for joining me on the show. Always so much fun to talk to him. He really is such a great personality and such a cool guy. So for anyone who hasn't heard him speak on a podcast platform, you know, anything outside of him being on TV, he really is just such an awesome guy. And I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview. And hopefully next time you watch him on Wednesday night, NHL on TNT, Penguins and Oilers, you can kind of get a better sense for his personality because he's one of my favorite guys to talk to. That's for sure. And, uh, Hopefully we can get him back on before the playoffs or during the playoffs, whenever that may be. So, um, you know, I just want to thank him one more time. I also want to thank my friend Alexis Downey for coming on to talk about everything going on around the NHL. We have her on every week, so, you know, you'll hear more from her. If you don't follow her already, go follow her on Twitter and on Instagram. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We got a lot of home games coming up, a lot to be excited about. So if you have any questions or any topics, just shoot me a DM on Twitter or on Instagram. Happy to respond and talk about it on the show and give you a shout out. Um, That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Love you guys. Let's go Rangers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.